Hi, welcome to the Nobody's Project. This is where I interview artists across all different mediums about their creative process, how they started, maybe where they're going, maybe their favorite project, maybe their least favorite project, their biggest rut, how they stay creative. And bigger than that, this is a community. So we want you to be involved. We want you to submit your artwork to us, and you can do that at submit at thenobodiesproject.com. You can send us an email, and we promise to give you honest, real feedback because we think everybody deserves it. And that feedback isn't just going to come from us at The Nobody's Project. It's also going to come from the featured artists that you see on our website and in this episode. This week, we have Molly Dorna, who is co-founder of Nobody's Project, does all the photography, helps with the design stuff, does a lot of it, helps with the website, does all this stuff. It would take, honestly, a week to go over all the things that she does for the Nobody's Project. Wouldn't be here without her. And I'm so excited for you to hear about not only the stuff she does for the Nobody's Project, but her photography, which is really where she shines. And I cannot wait for you to hear more about her. This is the Nobody's Project. Wait, uh, where am I looking? <laughs> uh, well, there's a lot of cameras, but uh, that's the main one. But I'm pretty much just going to look at you because I think it's kind of weird to uh, look at the camera most of the time. But this is the Nobody's Project. Uh, somebody else who works on the Nobody Project, Molly here. Bradley, our producer, is leaving <laughs> back there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, Molly's a photographer, uh, a designer. Uh, we started working together when we worked at Nike together, when we were both not designers. We were, sh we were, we were packing shoes. <laughs> yeah. um, and that was designing in some way. Um, but yeah, uh, A, thank you for being on the project as if, <laughs> as if you had a choice. Yeah. Uh, and then I always like to ask, uh, what do you do for money? And then what do you do for art? Art. Like, okay. why am I interviewing you? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm cool. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for money, I work at Columbia Sportswear, and I am a digital designer. And so I mainly work on all their marketing stuff for their website and mm -hmm. build website pages and then emails and then social media marketing, kind of. Right. And then um, for art, uh, photography is my my thing. The, ma the main jam? The main jam. Yeah. Uh, and then she talks about building web pages for Columbia, but she's also the one who kind of wireframed out and designed the website that you're probably seeing this on or you're on YouTube. So you're seeing some of the branding of yeah. which we came up with together. Yep. Um, but it is funny that you said Columbia Sportswear because <laughs> I – I thought, like, that's interesting to say that. But then I've told people that you work at Columbia, and they're yeah. like, the university? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like all the time. Well, when I first got the gig, one of my cousin uh, worked and studied at Columbia University. And she's mm. like, oh, my God, you're coming to Columbia? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying on the West Coast and working at a sportswear company. So it gets completely confused all the time. Yeah. But, uh, but both very, very cool gigs. Um, yeah. I'd like to get to like how you got there okay. because, and then the other thing is your art is photography <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and how did you get to not photography, but in the same realm is basically what I'm going to ask. This like, how is did like you your get favorite there? question that you're trying question. to figure out about me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. Figure stuff out. Uh, yeah. Okay. So part one was how I got there, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, go as far back as you oh want. Oh God. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've always had an interest in design, went to college <laughs> for child psychology, <laughs> got in my psych class the first day and was just like, mm, can't do this because I'm going to get too attached to the patients. And that's the last thing you want to do. Switch schools. And I feel like a lot of people start as psych majors and very few finish. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did, did they like try to weed you out or was it just like Jang Ed? Like, like what brought was, you to the art part? Yeah, I... Because I did child psych in high school. Like, we had, mm -hmm. like, a preschool attached to our high school, and I would go in there. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And, like, I would work with kids every day. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It was sick. I really liked it. But And that's kind of what led me to go into college for it. And then when I got there, it was, like, the gen ed class. And very different than gen ed <laughs> high school child <laughs> psych, because that's when it gets real. 
And I don't think they were trying to weed us out. I mean, maybe, but I was just sitting there and they were just kind of telling me like what the schedule of a uh, psychologist would be, all the different facets of psychology. And like, I sat there in the room and I'm like, I'm too much of like a caring person, which is what you want in a child psychologist. But I take it to where I would never be able to separate myself from my work. And that's super unhealthy. Like, I want to help people, but if I'm destroying myself in the meantime... You can't help people when you're destroying yourself. Right, yeah. exactly. And so, um, yeah, I kind of just sat there and I was like, nope, not doing this anymore. And tried to see if I could do design because I, I just kind of like sat with myself and I was like, what do I want to do with my life as a freshman in college? Yeah. Good thing you're not like going into debt or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, truly, yeah. you got lots of time. Yeah, and I, exactly. And my dad, I had just you're gotten 18. accepted into a private school, and so my dad is like, "All right," he's like, "This is the first term, and you came <laughs> already decided you don't want to do what you want to do." And so I sat with myself, and I was just like, "What? What do I like? What have I always had an interest in? And what? What? What of those things can I make a reality?" And design kind of like came into play for that as well as photography. Yeah, which is funny because everybody should do that before they go to college. And they should like (laughs) have the college like give you a free first semester to like figure out what your thing is. Yeah. But also so many people, myself included, didn't sit down and go, what do I want to do? Right. No. Yeah. And (laughs) and I think I probably did it a a little too late because like you said, you should do do it it way later. That's fair. (laughs) But I feel like you should kind of go into call. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of people that come in undeclared. So I guess it's just whatever. (laughs) But um, those people (laughs) got money to burn. (laughs) Truly. Um, But yeah. And so I tried to see if I could do design at my school that I was at. And mm-hmm. even though they're a liberal arts college, they don't have a design program. Yeah, that arts is subjective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I decided to transfer schools and went to Oregon State and did all the like prereqs for the graphic design program. And you had to like do all these prereqs and then take like a design test. Mm-hmm. And then they would see if they would want to put you in the program yeah, for like four more years. Yeah, like submit a portfolio basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was like a super high year of applicants so I think there were like 200 plus applicants and only 20 spots oh dang and like none of my friends got it and they are successful designers today and I also didn't get it I was gonna say like is this a bragging (laughs) (laughs) what is this rearing to (laughs) um and so then I was like well shit like what do I do now and then photography kind of came into my mind and that kind of led me down to because that's not the first time that you've done photography it's not like you were like I kind of like cameras yeah no like cliche my grandfather got me my first camera which was a uh, Canon T T2 I can't remember it was it was Mm -hmm. a starter camera Um, like the newest one at that time sure and because I always enjoyed taking pictures, but just, like, never took it seriously. Mm. And I'd watch my grandfather on, like, our trips. And he wouldn't be just taking, like, the classic grandfather picture just to put in a scrapbook. Like, sure. he was composing. And, like, you could see his wheels working. Mm-hmm. And I always liked to watch that process with him. Um, and so then he kind of picked up on that and bought me my first camera. Yes. But then I just never took it seriously. Yeah. Um, Which I totally understand. Uh, yeah. I was like that. Like, I was the one in the family who always wanted to take the pictures. But yeah. I never, especially with a lot of the creative stuff, which is, like, a big reason for this project, is yeah. a lot of people don't realize you can make money and make a yeah. career out of stuff that, at least when you're growing up and right out of, co- like, people are like, oh, it's just a silly hobby. Yeah. But, like, with Etsy shops and, like, all this yeah. stuff now, it makes it easier than ever. But also more competitive than ever, which makes the art even better. Yeah. And I I mean, we can get into it later, but that's kind of one of my setbacks is that it's such a hard industry to break into. (laughs) It's scary. And it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And so transferred to Oregon State, didn't get into the program and found myself in new media communications (laughs) to study animation and (laughs) video, which obviously. But, But that's not in the art school? No. Interesting. Yeah. They had like, it's like all these separate entities. It was weird. And like none of them fell in the right college, sub-college of the college. It was weird. Um, So did new media communications for all four years, but then made my uh, minor photography when I sat in my intro to photography class. 
And what was funny about that is one of my good friends at the time had taken it the term prior and she's like, it's a horrible class. The teacher sucks. Mm. Like, I don't know why you're taking this. And I was like, ah, whatever. Halfway <laughs> through that summer, they switched. I love, <laughs> just I love it. like, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> I'll yeah. use negative reviews, but I'll go for oh, it. The anyway. road is closed. You're like, is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I'll, I'll be the teller yeah. of that. Um, but then halfway through the summer, uh, they switched professors. And he, like, thank God, because he's the one that kind of like gave me that drive to keep like mm. playing with my photography. And one of the funniest, and I'm still close with him now, but one of the funniest things he ever said to me was, well, A, in intro to photography, I was just fucking off the entire time because I just was like... Because it's almost like uh, like a high school class, like a yeah. high school a yearbook. It's like... Right. Yeah, like four kids take it seriously yeah. and they all are going to do that. Right. And I'm just going to get an A and yeah. get out of here. And like, I tried, like I definitely tried, but I obviously didn't push myself because I remember one of our projects we had to go out and like photograph one square mile and I went out to like a park and I came back and was presenting and he was like going through my images which are all shit do you have to present in front of everybody oh yeah every oh, critique I hate it I hated it but then I got so used to his classes and our core group just kept going to those classes mm -hmm. that it was just like I was talking to my friends so it just oh, ended nice. up being chill I felt like okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he was like going through all the photographs and he stopped at one which at the time I thought was like my best one <laughs> And he was like, Molly, this looks like a Windows screensaver. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, the iconic image. <laughs> that's been more people have seen that image than anybody fair. else. So yeah. kind of a compliment. Kind of a backhand. But that also compliment. reminds me of whenever I show you photos to critique. And I'm like, I know this one's good. And then <laughs> you're just like, eh. <laughs> and you always point it out. You're like, why didn't you like this one? <laughs> um, and that's what you were like with <laughs> in that in that class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> truly and so then I like sat with that and I was like okay if I want to make this a thing I need to like really work on this because mm. I, I don't want to make windows screensavers for the rest of my life and so that summer I just like followed a bunch of people on YouTube and kind of like went through their trail of their website Instagram like all those things a lot of Gen Z uh, social yeah. media shit and kind of like tried to hone my craft and figure out what type of photography I wanted to do. And then mm -hmm. in that, how I could make it my own. Yeah. You mentioned uh, like playing with your photography more. Yeah. How does that differ from like, so playing with your photography and then like client work? How does that like, is that factored in? Like, do you tell clients, hey, I'm going to like, I play with like, like take me through that kind of. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of it, it's truly just going out and like not getting in your head which is already hard <laughs> yeah and just photographing whatever and then going back and reviewing it and being like okay I really like how this is turning out let me experiment the next time with how I can make that look better right and then also just within that looking at other photographers that fit that vibe mm -hmm. and see like what their process was like yeah. and then that kind of falls into the client thing because then clients are going to want to work with you if they like your vibe like yeah. you're not like the most recent example is my cousin just got married and one of the things she said is like we want to find a photographer that's going to match what we want as a vision for this day mm. and you don't want someone that's going to be like use like isn't what you want as your aesthetic yeah and so your clients know yeah. who they're signing up for yeah, basically good good photography while there are a lot of rules to it yeah um it's subjective at the end of the day like right. any art thing so when you have clients like that is especially when you're starting out yeah. I'm, I'm sure you are understanding of this you're gonna take everybody yeah i don't give a shit about vibe yeah i care yeah. about money because <laughs> yeah. i'm in college and a hundred dollars is a lot of money to me right yes, now truly but as you know you progress and you know learn more yeah obviously uh like you can just be like only things that fit your vibe yeah and then you said you use youtube and mm -hmm. uh youtube and instagram to learn yeah uh did you do you think you learn more in you like in the youtube world or in school like do you think it's absolutely necessary to go to school for photography stuff or how no. much does that help you i mean i don't know if this could be a hot take but i really don't think you need to go to college for that like i didn't go to college for graphic design and look what i'm doing yeah like I same boat right exactly <laughs> like 
I did my degree maybe helped me get there. Yeah. But more of my work experience outside of college, because at the end of the day, college is structured and mm. life isn't structured. And no. so you're not going to like depending on the company you work for. That's not structured. Either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we've had that experience. Right. But so you can't you're not going to have like an assignment, like a homework assignment that's going to be graded and have this like set structure mm-hmm. around it. Like that's just not life. Yeah. Um, so I don't really think you need to go to college for it, but I do think my professor helped. Like I had a lot of professors and they all really helped and also opportunities in college. I don't think it's not that it wasn't accessible, but it probably wouldn't have been something I fully did was like darkroom photography without school. Cause like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And being able to entry is very high. Right. And so like all I had to provide was my camera like they provided me with my film reels and i just and like film's expensive exactly right now and and then i got to like develop it all but i didn't have to buy any of that product to develop it was all there yeah and this and the space so like i think there's definitely pros and cons but um and not to be the person but you you paid tuition (laughs) which is pretty expensive yeah exactly yeah for for what I've heard, it's less about the stuff like you were actually taught and yeah. it's more about the connections you made and like you yes. said, the opportunities. So yeah. the connection with your professor is obviously one of the biggest reasons why you're doing photography. Yeah. Like your grandpa, this professor, yeah. right up there. Well, and then there was definitely like doubts, but I think one of the times where I was like, I can probably keep going with this mm-hmm. was like after I'd put in the work. I came back that next year and the professor was like, I don't know what happened to you or what you took, but your photography is like night and day. And I think that was also extremely helpful with me, like wanting to continue on with it. Are you somebody who, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't know if like I didn't have that professor, I would still be doing it. Doing photography at all. I don't know. Um, That's, that's something I was going to ask is, are you somebody who, I'm somebody who, if I do something, I'm not good at it. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. That's just my, but there are certain things like, for example, uh, working with cameras, yeah. getting more into this where I'm not good at it, yeah. but I really want to get better. Yeah. Are you somebody who you see something that you like, even if you suck at it, you're going to get better at it. Or are you like, I'm going to, I'm going to naturally be a little good at it to give myself a jumping off point. I think it varies. Like, a where's bl- that drive to get better? I guess. Yeah. I think it's the passion I have behind it. Okay. Like, I photography is like my passion mm-hmm. and so I don't want to fall behind the curve basically yeah so I will keep up with it because I want to keep pushing myself and it's a form of therapy for me like it it's done so much for me that mm-hmm. like that's what drives me to continue with it but I wouldn't say I have that drive for everything I think mm-hmm. it's just it mat- not even everything in the creative like, right exactly yeah. like it just depends on yeah it's just like what I want to dedicate my time to. And mm-hmm. that's what I'll categorize as this is where I'm going to yeah. just keep pushing it. So, uh, what is, uh, well, first off, we should probably address like we are in this big spot, oh, yeah. um, for, for a reason, not just because it like looks nice, which I hope it looks nice, <laughs> but, um, take me through like some of your favorite projects. Cause I know that you've used this yeah. car park yeah. like a number of times and we've used it for uh Bradley who's on the mm-hmm. podcast and producers music video yep. and you've used it for other stuff like yeah. is this one of your favorite spots yeah for a reason oh yeah it's just the architecture is just so cool and like the photos I've been able to get get out of it are some of my most like I'm very proud of them and they're the most well liked by the mm-hmm. public and like I mean look at it like all of yeah. this you're just on the top of a parking garage who knew this could exist yeah. um and it just gives you that city vibes, but like industry. I don't know. Yeah, it's every just really angle's cool. different too. Every, you like, can see the river over there. Yeah, you can see the mountain oh, yeah. that Cue way. Cue all the B-roll. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, this is probably one of my favorite spots. Another one is another parking garage that is just all walls of glass, basically. And I get some pretty sick shadows out of that in a lot of my work. Um and it's just a really cool area. Um, one question, I think I've asked you this before, yeah. is, and I've come to appreciate it more now. Oh, God. But I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been somebody who's like, 
take me through like portrait photography because oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm one of the people I'm sure I'm not alone is like it's just you just take a picture of a person and it's usually like oh it's a very pretty person so it's a pretty photo yeah. like take me through like why portrait photography you'd probably say is your favorite form of yeah. photography because it tells a story about that person mm -hmm. you can tell even at surface level it, should, it could just be a beautiful person in a, a pretty spot but it also is like the story behind all of that and like mm -hmm. portrait photography in my eyes is probably one of the hardest ones because you have to work with another human and make mm -hmm. them comfortable in front of a camera when they might not always be yeah and that's I think, what i was leaning to i was like how do you get models yeah because it's just it's such a process and like I, there's probably, I know there are thousands of ways to get the shot you want. Mm -hmm. Mine is I like to build a relationship with the model yeah. and make, cause I know if I'm in front of a camera, I am super, super uncomfortable. <laughs> and some of the people I work with have never modeled in their life before. Mm -hmm. And I want them to feel like they don't have to be like all tense and awkward. Like it's okay that it's just a lens in front of you and I'm the person you should be paying attention to, which I sh I'm a hypocrite because I, I don't follow say, any how, of this. I was like, how do you do that? Because I struggle with that a lot with model photography. I do some of that stuff with my job. And it's yeah. like, I, I do a cheap out where I just go, all right, you guys just, because I work for a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> you guys drink beer and have a conversation. I'll take candidates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but how do you get to model? Is it because the thing that I, especially the first time, because we did a photo shoot together for Nike um, and I was just blown away it's when you know everybody will look at a model and say oh they just stand there yeah. and they, they don't even smile sometimes and then you like go to a photo shoot yeah and then you see real models and then you can see like for example somebody who i'm gonna try to get on the pod maybe i won't do it now but we've been in communication she was unbelievable at just every single time she looked exactly like how a photo should look yeah yeah and, and like how do you how is that relationship like model to photographer relationship and like respect there I mean, you have to respect each other's craft to begin yeah. with. And if you're an experienced model, I think we're thinking of yeah, the same person. Are. Yeah. They've been around the block a couple times, so they know what to do in front of a camera. So mm -hmm. actually that photo shoot was very easy for me because she, she made it so she easy. made it so yeah. easy. Like I definitely like tried to get to know her and had a conversation with her, but she knows what to do in front of a lens. And yeah. I just have to tweak, which is the dream yeah but it's also kind of not that i didn't love doing that photo shoot because it's an amazing it was it turned out great mm -hmm. but yeah, i kind of like the challenge of like yeah. trying to make <laughs> it like a professional look even if they're not like mm -hmm. this isn't their day job um so it's a lot of respect between the two of us yeah. and like kind of an unsaid understanding that like you know what you're doing i know what i'm doing yeah. let's just like vibe and see how this works out yeah. so yeah uh, i'm gonna ask you one more question then we'll pause yeah just to make sure cameras are all good <laughs> um flip side of that yeah um so you know what you're doing i know what i'm doing yeah how's, how's the imposter syndrome oh it's <laughs> thick <laughs> yeah. um i would say it's i don't know i go back and forth with it with photography design I feel like a huge imposter with photography. Okay. I was going to get back to the original question, which is how, why is it not photography and why is it design? How did that differ? Yeah. But we'll stay here. We'll get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. But design, I fade in and out of it a little more than I do with photography. I get it for a split second with photography, which kind of makes me sound like an asshole. But I feel like when I start an actual photo shoot, it just kind of falls away. Like you just go into the zone. I just yeah. go like, I, you might be nervous once you get there, right. but yeah, like, Almost every photo shoot, well, not so much anymore, but it used to be that, A, if I haven't had it, done that type of photography in a long time, or B, I've never worked with this, like all these factors, I would get so in my head about it and just like tense up, whatever. But then the minute I had my camera in my hand and I took the first couple shots, I just fell back into the rhythm and then it just kind of all fades away. Right. And that, and it's funny because I can see when I'm in my head and when I'm not in my head <laughs> when I look at my photos because... When I'm in my head, they look like beginner photographs because I'm mm -hmm. trying to like, I don't know. What like I, prove to yourself that yeah, you're supposed to be there. Right, yeah. exactly. And then when I let that go and I just like take a deep breath, I'm like, I, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing it for years. Those are like the photos I get so, mm -hmm. that are amazing. So I sound like an, I sound like an asshole, I, I feel. I, I think it's good to, I don't think it would be healthy if you had no imposter syndrome. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But there is that reassurance of 
like once you've been doing something long enough, yeah. you instantly go, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I feel good about it. It's it's kind of like riding a bicycle in my head at this point. Yeah. Like if I haven't done it for a while, it's a little bit scary. But then I get back on and it's just like, oh, OK, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but then it comes back when I'm editing and getting ready to like share it. Ooh, there's nothing worse than the dread of being like. I don't have anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> and also that's when that's when it kicks in overdrive. I'm like, I really like what these are looking like, but is that just like am I messing with my head? Like are these mm. actually good? And that's why it takes me so long to not only produce images, yeah. but like share them because that's how the imposter syndrome hits me. Uh, what's worse for you when you think you had a bad shoot and you going at it and you're like, "Oh, this is bad." Yeah. And then then you're going to share you have a bug on your leg. Okay. <laughs> uh, and you go to share it so you're not confident at all or when you're really, really, really confident and you go to share it. Because for me, I'm not even close to your levels to where <laughs> when I think it's really good, I'm like, well, if they don't like this, I'm fucked. Because like yeah. the thing I think is good is terrible. But there's a lot of times where I go, ah, this isn't very good. Yeah. I don't know about this. And then they love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of hypocritical of what I just said, but I guess the other layer is I go through that process of being like, I hate this. I don't want to share yeah. it, whatever. But then I get to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm proud of this. And mm -hmm. like, if anything, this will just be a learning opportunity with the feedback I receive from it. Right. So I think it's almost worse when I know I go into a photo shoot and I can't get anything. That, yeah. that kills me more than like getting shots that I may like and might not be well received sure but at least I did it and at least mm -hmm. it's something I'm proud of especially if it's been like a long time since I've done a photo shoot yeah it kind of brings me back into like well it's been a while but I know I got stuff that I like so now I'll learn for next time and I'm back in it so it's gonna be fine type thing so yeah I don't know so it's always getting better in some, some way. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can ever reach your peak. I think you should always be learning. <laughs> Especially <laughs> with creative better. stuff. That's something that I was actually uh, lamenting on recently is like, yeah. especially with creative stuff and with life in general, it's kind of cool that you never win. No. It's always going. Yeah. I think you can have those moments where you feel like you, you have, have a you win. You have victories. You never right. win, though. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a good way yeah. to put it. Yeah, 100%. Cool. So, uh, cool. Let's take a pause, and then we'll come back. We'll hit a couple uh, more fun questions, like Great. your ruts and oh. <laughs> all that stuff. God, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> That's, Track. That it is, tracks. bless your heart. Okay, um, we're back. Surprisingly, it's not for a technical issue. It's just for a break. Make sure these cameras don't, uh, you know, work too hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> good transition, me. Welcome back. <laughs> um, so let's get back into it. Yeah. What's, uh, we, uh. Imposter we, syndrome. We went on a lot of positives. So let's go into, uh, <laughs> what's your worst creative rut? Okay. And, like, how do you get out of creative ruts? Do you remember one of your, like, lowest, like, rut moments where you couldn't do anything? I don't know. Take me through it. I would say I'm getting out of a rut right now. I don't know if it's my lowest slash hardest rut. But I think my biggest rut was right out of college. Oh, yeah. Because, A, I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. B... I just feel like this structure I had was just completely stripped away. And kind of, oh, I said, yeah, yeah. I said earlier in this podcast that like college is not what life is like, especially with photography and well, any degree. Oh yeah. But like everything you have is like a structure. There's an assignment, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then life is completely different from that. That transition was hard for me because yeah. It's hard for a lot of people, but yeah. I feel like it, not to take it away from you, but for creatives, it's even harder because like, even if you do get a job, you're not going to get paid well. No. And it's not like, you know, I'm sure somebody will correct me here, but for example, and <laughs> my mom's a teacher, I'm not shitting on teachers, but when you're a teacher and you graduate, you know what to apply to. Yep. So you, when God. you're creative, you're like, I don't even know what I want. I wanted. don't even know what to type in. What? Yeah, what in to type in? At least for a teacher, teacher. <laughs> yeah, like and <laughs> athletic I've trainer, had, athletic trainer. I mean, even with my most recent job, I would sit in front of, the, and we've talked about this. Oh like, yeah, extensively. <laughs> I would sit in front of the computer and be like, 
What, <laughs> what do I want to do when what? I grow up? <laughs> Is that an option? And now you're on BuzzFeed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and the, it was just really hard for me. Like, my first job out of college was being a retoucher at a photo studio here in Portland. And I remember I sat in the manager's office and we were trying to figure out how to fill out my W-2 and she had called her like her manager and put it on speakerphone and he didn't realize it was on speakerphone and was just like just be honest like she's not going to be making that much money she's not going to go anywhere with this I was like okay how do you do how do you react to stuff like that especially at work um yeah Um, like are you somebody who chip on your shoulder like I'll show them or are you like oh man <laughs> that <laughs> you might be right <laughs> I, I definitely especially there like and that was even harder because the person that got me in the door I respect like super well and she like made me out to be this amazing person and I didn't want to let anyone down and so then mm-hmm. hearing that I was like well <laughs> this is the end of my career <laughs> I'll go like I don't know what I'll do but nice it's- two months in the industry <laughs> yeah. that's pretty sick yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll be a child psychologist yeah. now <laughs> what's um, more debt yeah. yeah and so I I it like I think that was the biggest rut is because I had that someone telling me that <laughs> and then I had this college thing trying to figure out and then on top of that looking for other jobs was so hard Mm -hmm. and so like those three things i would and i and you have to have a portfolio oh yeah and it can't just be all your college work because god knows that was all mostly shit like there's only (laughs) a couple things in there that i really like and so it was just like what the hell am i supposed to do Mm -hmm. um and and getting out of it i I wallowed for a long time a lot of wallowing and then i eventually was just like f this like I think about how I like thinking about how I felt when I did photography and like the stuff I had produced that I really enjoyed. I knew I didn't, I knew it was too early to give up on it. Mm -hmm. And and so I just like pulled myself out of it and was just like, F this, I need to go start photographing. And weirdly, that's how I got my job at rescue is because I went out and took photos and Liz, our old boss saw them on my portfolio and was just like, okay, you want to pack shoes? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I love how, like, I knew the answer to that, but imagine somebody listening to that. And that's how I got my next job, working for National Geographic, like, working for Nike. Wow. Packing (laughs) Which eventually led you to where, as we're capping off the first question. Yeah, because also I helped them, like, solidify their system for photographing things. Oh, yeah. Like. I've completely forgot about that, but that was a huge part of that. Yeah. It's not like the flashes photography but no, no, it is no. like to take good product photography and yeah. get that to show up on the site photoshop and you're and you're not like that's photoshopped on right there. it's yeah. hard to it's harder than it looks and the system they had wasn't a bad i mean did you ever see the original system where no. it was like okay it wasn't bad like they made their own shadow box basically where they had like two mm-hmm. uh lights and a draw um why can't i think of the word a seamless mm-hmm. And then, like, they put their shoe on a white block, but then there would be, like, tons of shadows, and people wouldn't keep the white paper clean, and they didn't want to spend a bunch of time in the back, like, post-production making that. So then they got this machine. Oh, my gosh, this machine. But we were able to dial it in to where it actually took pretty uniform images. Yeah, no, I'm saying the machine is just intense. It was intense. Like, I remember Sean, our other boss. Came in a huge crate, you're half expecting, like, King (laughs) Kong to come out of it. One of my favorite memories of that thing, it was me and then two people that knew nothing about photography. (laughs) Sean, who is a... Self-proclaimed, I don't want to do anything creative. (laughs) Great human, but when he gets so stressed, (laughs) he just loses it. And he wasn't able to get the system to work. And it was late in the day and we were so pissed. And he was just like almost having a tantrum. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to throw this off the roof. And like yeah. had to come in the next day and apologize to me. Yeah. <laughs> and like, but that, although that wasn't my main job, like it led me into doing more photography for them. And yeah. then my next job was doing photography, I mean design, but also a huge photo shoot. Yeah. And that they're still using images today. Oh, so. Yeah. I think if I didn't pull myself out of that rut and Liz didn't give me a chance. Oh, yeah. Who knows, you know? 
So. And then got the design job at Nike. And then uh, after that, we decided to both part ways from Nike. And then you ended up at Columbia. At Columbia. And that's the answer to the first question I asked you. So I'm glad we have a nice little bow right there. Um, so I want to get into more of like the grandeur part of photography like yeah. what where you see yourself in the landscape like what would be the perfect world for you in terms of like Ooh. would you want to get paid to do photography exclusively mm -hmm. how much would you want to get like known like stuff like that like yeah. all the all the stuff that you're not really supposed to think about but it is on everybody's mind yeah i mean and this is still my dream I just don't know how I can, I mean, there is a clear route for me to make it happen, but, and you're about to roll your eyes at this, but my dream that I've had ever since I was a kid was working for a company and going out on location. <laughs> There's a big boat that's There's, going yeah. by. <laughs> Bradley will take that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, my dream has always been to shoot lifestyle photography for like an outdoor company mm -hmm. and like go on location and do these like really cool product photography right. portrait shoots. Sure. Um, and I feel like hold for a car. How are you lost? It's <laughs> okay. So all the interruptions are like right here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Go on. What was the question? Cause now I've lost track. You don't remember. Well, uh, basically, would oh, you want to be known for be it? Known for? Uh, yeah, get yeah, paid yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. So my dream has always been to shoot lifestyle portrait photography for like an outdoor company. Sure. I still have that dream. Mm -hmm. But I think. I mean, you're in a good place. And I'm in a good place. <laughs> and that would be like really sick. But I think a more not that it's more realistic, but I think it's something that could happen more like now is educating people on photography. Um, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy helping someone through the process. And it's so cool to see someone go from like amateur photography to being able to like find themselves and being a part of that is just really cool for me. Um, but then I also get scared of that because I don't think I'm a good teacher. <laughs> and so I like go back and forth. But I think being being paid to do my passion is like the end goal. Oh, yeah. I would yeah. assume that's for a lot of creatives. Yeah. And um, even though you say you're not a good teacher, like yeah. in terms of my photography, I would not be half the photographer I would be without you helping me with a lot of Thanks. my stuff. <laughs> you're like for, you're the first person I send everything to because, yeah. I mean, you're the one who knows the most about photography, at least in my creative circle, for sure, like yeah. way more than anybody else. So it's always nice to have somebody who's way better than you being like, I like this. You can do this yeah. better. And uh it helps that we're very candid with yeah. our relationship where you can just straight up be like, that's not good. And honestly, I like that. I think that's yeah. great. Um, I feel bad sometimes when I do that because I feel like I burst your bubble. Oh, all the time. And, but it's good for Shit. me. It's good for me. No, you should continue to do that. Yeah. And uh, keep pushing that. And um, I and like on my end, when I do that for people, it's cool because it's helping my craft because like I'm looking at a photograph and I'm using that creative outlet to figure out, okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And this is what you need to do to make it better. And then that kind of like gets gears rolling for me and it helps me with my photography later on. So I'm not a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> so. My biggest thing is if you, you should be, if you really know something, you yeah. should be able to teach it. Yeah. And that, that really proves when you have an expertise. Yeah. Um, because you've always seen somebody who like is trying to teach something and they don't know what they're doing. Right. Like you've totally been in a class where you're supposed to lecture, like do a lecturing Ugh. class and you don't give a shit about it. No, and you're just stumbling so through hard. it. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's no passion behind it. Right. Truly. Yeah. But, uh, sorry, there is somebody there's behind us yeah. and I am just, Marky's I'm, just I'm just camera, <laughs> I'm just camera shy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the other thing I was going to ask is, so with that, mm -hmm. and I kind of talked about how in my community, you're the photographer person I want to go to. Yeah. How is the photographer community? Because a big part of like the reason why we're doing Nobody's Project is to get that big community yeah. so that there are people who somebody like me who didn't have a lot of friends in Portland. I met you through work. An easier access of like if you're trying to get better at photography, like have somebody like you look at stuff like yeah. that. It's super helpful. And like. I was able to thankfully like make a group of people from school that I'm still really close with, but it's so helpful to have that community because a, it gets you out of your head 
and B, if you're ever on a technical side stuck with something, they're there to help you out. And C, A, they or C, and then part of that is that they can help you on photo shoots if need be, or they can lend you gear and like, <laughs> which is all so helpful. And it just feels, again, this is cliche, but it feels kind of like a family because it's like, I feel so comfortable with these people and I rely on them for their feedback when I'm like stuck or need a second pair of eyes on something. Like my favorite thing to do is right before I'm about to post and I've done all the like initial edits, I send them out to people and I'm like, tell me what, if you're just looking at this firsthand, what, what do you see? What needs help? What, what do you think is working? And I think if I didn't have that community base, my photos wouldn't be where they like are. Like that real honest feedback. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like I think it's, and that's why I think it's so important with this project that like we build that community because I think there's a lot of people that aren't able to get that outlet very easily. Yeah. Or get real honest feedback. Yeah, yeah. Because even if you post it online or if you show people, yeah. like for example, if I, it's like, showing all my photographs to my mom. Right. She's going to love them. Yeah, because she's your mom. Yeah. Right, exactly. But and I that's want the, the real worst. honest stuff and that, that and is that's... Coming, with, coming from love. But Right, and exactly. And, like, getting the fake feedback is probably, like, one of the worst feelings because it's, like, then you're in your head again, and then you're, like, what the... F like, this isn't getting me yeah. anywhere. And I'm sure you've had friends uh, who got into photography yeah. and uh, started posting photography, and then they, like, they're super green very beginner yeah they're posting stuff but getting all these comments because they're just very active on social media yeah. and it's almost like a negative i hate it because yeah. it's giving <laughs> it's giving this them ugh, it's giving them a false reality like and maybe this is just me but i i thrive. obviously there's a little bit of cynicism about <laughs> it it's like why aren't you commenting on my shit <laughs> Because on my end, I want the true, honest, blunt feedback because obviously not every single person is liking that photo. And I want the person that doesn't like that photo and why they don't like that photo because then oh it helps gosh, yeah. me. I'd love, a, I'd love like a three-question feedback on everything I post <laughs> from like <laughs> 500 like, people. Like a discussion post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tear me apart. <laughs> yeah, because like if you're just getting constant, like, this is amazing. This is great. You're doing great. Like, that's awesome. Which is needed. It's needed. It's, it's totally needed. needed, but that's not going to help you grow. Cause then you think you've made it. And then you're in this like false reality of like, Oh, everyone likes what I'm doing. So there's no way for me to like excel from that. And I'm at my peak, which you never should be. And so I think that's why it's also extremely helpful to have that type of community because you're going to get that feedback and it's going to be brutal because it puts you in your place almost. But like, how else are you supposed to grow from that if you're not getting brutal feedback, you know? I don't think you do grow. Right. I think that's how stuck. a lot of people get stagnant. Yeah. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so you don't work as a photographer. Well, you do client work. So you, like, you make money doing photography. That's yeah. part of it. But one of the things that we talked about is like ruts and all that. Yeah. How do you balance a, your time because work you're being, you're being creative at yeah. work all day yeah. is how do you get out of ruts when you're getting paid to every day, be creative and then be find time to do your, your actual stuff. passion and also just balancing life and that passion when you're not necessarily getting paid for a lot, a big portion of it. Yeah. I mean, I, lo I, I love my job and like it's a great company, but it may you can look at the camera and tell them that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I truly do. Yeah. There's not a Columbia rep behind us or anything. <laughs> yeah. um, but it also isn't 100 percent my design style. And on a day to day basis, I'm not doing photography. And so like. It's a different weirdly, it's a different part of my brain. So, like, that's how I find time to do it is because it's driving that passion. So you can separate. I can it separate it. Yeah. Um, and then how I find time for it, I don't know. I'm still struggling with that. Like <laughs> I, well, a, I'm a night owl. And so I just tend to like design stuff or do photography, like editing, not actual photography, like late at night. And like, that doesn't bother me because Bradley, who you've probably met at this point. I mean, you saw him back there. <laughs> oh yeah. He was there. Like he was saying how he's like producing his like record yeah his album his right album now. and like he's pulling all-nighters and he goes it doesn't bother me though because it's a passion and like I actually enjoy it so I relate to that in terms of like design and photography stuff but there's also times where I'm just like 
I get overwhelmed. I get my imposter syndrome and I just get like burned out and I, and I just put it away for like a while. Um, and that's a bad thing and a good thing because it allows me to reset. So I don't know. Did that fully answer your yeah, question? Does. Okay. Um, <laughs> what about like social media? So oh I'm talking. So the interesting thing is we both have a big fan for we're big fans of YouTube in general. Yep. Uh, can you take me through any of your like ideas through that? And then like also with Instagram and socials, uh, how that how how is your relationship with social media? Oh, God, it it ebbs Especially within the art. (laughs) So we're all addicted to it. We're all addicted to it, which is a problem. And then I watch these documentaries of how it's, like, ruining our life, which it totally is. But it's also hard because that's our reality of our job (laughs) and, like, what we do. It's an extremely helpful tool if you find the right space. And I'm about to say something that's so – I feel old saying this, and I know you make fun of me for this. TikTok? (laughs) Don't knock it till you try it because – Yes, it has this cliche around about these, like, dancing kids and, like, this stupid shit. But it's an extremely valuable resource. And, like, I learned a ton of stuff about photography and design in there. And, like, I all forms of social media, especially YouTube, gives me ideas of what to do for my next shoot and helps me with, like, creative ruts. One of my favorite people, Mango Street Lab, like... The amount of times they've helped me figure out, like, photo stuff. I also use them just to, like, learn new things. And I think that's super valuable because you can't find that in a textbook. And you can't, like, I mean, you can experience it if you just go out. But it's nice to kind of have that to fall back on as, like, a tool. Um, So I go, like, in and out of liking social media. Because then there's also the bad side of it where you get in your head about your own work. You're you're looking at a whole bunch of other people. You're worried about likes for no reason. And, like, (laughs) why am I not doing as well? Like, that – and that's dangerous. Hmm. But – I like to, I tend to keep my mind and like, it's my resource and not only getting my work out there, but also like learning. So, yeah. Yeah. YouTube's been huge for any creative. I can promise you YouTube and Reddit are two of the biggest resources and we're living in an age where you can kind of figure out any problem right now as quick as, as quick as possible. And that's so helpful. Like the fact that if I'm ever having even just like a technical issue, I can just type it in and be like. Here's a forum. There's 14 other people that are pissed about it. Yeah. And, and that's then Adobe so representatives are answering it. Yeah. You're like, sweet. And that's super helpful. Cause like, and that's the other thing is like, I feel if we didn't have social media, whatever form that could be, these large companies wouldn't notice some of these things are happening because what people are going to write an email to Adobe. Like, come on. You get one big creator to send a tweet out. That thing gets fixed. Quick. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, we're in the day and age where, well, this could also, that's a whole nother thing is like instant gratification. Yeah, and that's good in the sense of like solving issues with our software it's or whatever. in the terms of creating it's and bad. trying to create things quickly <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. So when your this, best work is when you take your time. Yeah. And so I think that's why I say it's like social media and all that is an ebb and flow because there's always a good thing and there's always a negative thing about it. So, so uh, one question I yeah. like to ask almost everybody is overnight, if you could get 1 million followers on Instagram yeah. or in your case, TikTok. No. <laughs> yeah, let's go Instagram. Uh, would it would you want that? Yeah. Granted, they could unfollow tomorrow. I said that way too quickly, but yes. And it's not because I like worry about social blade and like algorithm like I don't give a shit about any of that that's to me is just building a community of people that like what I like and that is so exciting to me because that drives me to make more things but then it makes me feel more comfortable to reach out to this community and like feel like I've found a place and it also drives me to continue making work because at the end of the day they want to look at you they followed you for the reason so they want to look at your stuff so like it just kind of, it's a drive thing for me. And yeah. And like on another level of that, we talked about like, would I want to make money from photography and my answer to like teaching that would help me with that. Like I can do an audience and now, now it's easier to get, if you, cause if you have a follower count of, you know, a thousand and you get 1%. Right. Yeah. And like, then there's also the other side of it because then that's when imposter syndrome would probably come back heavy. 
Oh my God. Because I feel like, and I think that's what stopped me from doing any sort of like tutorials or teaching. I know there are a thousand ways to do things in these like editing softwares or even just like photographing, but I sometimes feel my way is the wrong way. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to put this out there. Yeah. And, in, fe- in fear of embarrassment. Right. Like, exactly. I do it this way. And they're like, you idiot. idiot. <laughs> yeah. You could have saved like three seconds. Yeah. It's like, exactly. Right, well, and like, that's me with video editing. I don't. Yeah. And so it's just, it would be super exciting and dope and like all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I think I would probably get really nervous <laughs> and like clam up. So, but I would like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to ask you about the Nobody's Project okay. and kind of why you're on all that stuff. But yeah. first, we're going to do like some quicker fire. Oh, shit. Just like uh, getting some stuff out of the way. Like, uh, well, what was your first camera? It's with your, gram- your yeah. grandpa gave it to you? I can't remember what it was. A T3. It's a Canon, right? Yeah, yeah, Canon. Canon. Uh, what is your favorite camera you've ever used? My current one. Your current one? I was going to ask what your current one is. It's Sony a7 Mark III. Yeah. Um, was... There's other good favorite ones. Favorite lens, 35 millimeter. Yeah, favorite. Yeah, favorite lens. Yeah. Or a 50. I like a 50 yeah. too. Um, portraits, your favorite style. Yep. Um, but I will say, I'm trying to get back into like architectural, like streetish photography because mm-hmm. I really like how some of that stuff has turned out recently. Like yeah. that golden hour one, I oh, really yeah. love. So uh, I don't know. favorite project. Oh man. Um, well, I kind of have two. One was in college. I put my friend in milk. <laughs> Which shout out to her because anyone that's willing to do that on a Sunday night <laughs> with like a ton of milk around them. Thank God. Love her. And also the one I did in that f- garage. The um, I know what you're talking about. We'll, yeah. we'll show it. We'll show it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple months ago, I think at this yeah. point now. So. Uh, least favorite project that you've put out. Maybe the one that you thought was going to be good yeah. and you just, you look back and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? I, the idea was there and I do like some of the shots, but I did a whole series film photography on woman empowerment and, uh, and this was in college and try and like the negativity around and like feminism, all that kind of stuff. Had these great ideas for shots. I partly blame it on the technology cause I screwed up the film. Um, but I, I just don't, I think I could have represented it better than I did. So, yeah. Biggest inspiration? Like person? Yeah. Uh, two. One I would say is more like traditional, uh, G- Gregory Crudson. Oh, favorite human. Non-traditional, Mango Street Lab. Ah, nice. But I don't know if that's like, I wouldn't say non-traditional, but it's not like in the books. I don't know. I mean, it's new school, though. It's like yeah. YouTubing, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, biggest accomplishment in photography so far. I'm kind of alley-ooping because I know. I think I know what it is. Uh, being able to shoot a photo shoot for Nike. Like, yes. Huge. Is that the one you're thinking of? No. Oh, what were you thinking of? <laughs> I thought it was the uh, when Mango Straight Lab used your photo. Oh. But honestly, the Nike one's better. It is better. Uh, the Mango Street, <laughs> I forget about that, which is a terrible thing. But I just can't believe that that happened. Like, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> um, one of my photos got shared on their, like, Instagram and was used as, an, like, an experimental photo to f- try out their new presets. And they, like, shared it. And I've been wanting to, like, get somewhat in contact with them forever. <laughs> so, that <laughs> was a big cool. win. Yeah. That was a big win. <laughs> That's really funny that I didn't think about that. But yeah, that's a good uh, I would ask like your biggest defeat, but I think it's the person on the phone oh, telling you. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah that definitely was a big one. definitely that one. Yeah. Um dream person to photograph, especially with portraits. Oh like celebrities. Shoot. I've never thought about that. Now you are. Uh crap. Um I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> you don't have like a favorite celebrity? Maybe like Chelsea Cutler or something like that. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Good shout out. Yeah. Photographing. <laughs> I have never thought I could do like tour photography, but that's also oh, that's another a dream of That's mine. another like cool thing I would be interested in doing is like be the behind the scenes person 
And being able to go to a concert of someone that you love every full night. access. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, you nailed it. Yeah, that would probably be a dream person to photograph. Yes. And Jeffy. her style is sick. Her and Quinn. Yeah. Because Quinn is very Wes Anderson, <laughs> yeah. which I love. So, yeah. And I guess, now I'm ranting, someone to work alongside in the photography world would be Gregory Crudson for sure. But I think it would be cool to work alongside Wes Anderson and shoot on, like, shoot with him will be a production uh photographer yeah where because i did not know that was a thing so oh, taking yeah. all the stills behind the scenes yeah. and stuff that's so it's i think really it's cool. not a human i would want to photograph but like an, an environment i would want yeah, to photograph in movies yeah yeah oh, that'd that, be that's sick an awesome yeah um all right let's talk about the nobody's project a little bit <laughs> great rapid fire. thank you <laughs> off the top of the dome there yeah, i can um, tell it wasn't very rapid <laughs> whatever um so nobody's project um you're in my close-knit of creative people so i'm always gonna come at you with like these silly stupid projects that i do yep um but with this one i feel like it's a lot different than a lot of those silly stupid ones (laughs) because it's a little bit more grand a little bit more grand i had a lot more buy-in yeah uh from you from kyle from uh from Brad, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, what made you a buy-in and why are you involved in it? And I'm not looking for compliments. I'm looking at like for you, for like, what are you getting out of it? Yeah. Uh, because a lot of the stuff on our website right now is going to be, it's not what, you know, the art does for you. It's what, or it's what the art does for you, not what you get from the art. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, baseline, it's a design style I really like. Like I had creative freedom and just could do whatever. So like for myself, that was cool. Bigger picture. I love the idea behind it because at the end of the day, it's to build a community in the creative world, which needs to be a bigger priority because I don't think there's a lot of those, which it is out there, but I would love to make it a more personal yeah. and easier to get in. Yes. Because even like Reddit, like everybody's like, well, there's all these subreddits. Yeah. I am scared shitless right. to post on or such photograph or oh, f- photography. Never. Any of those. I am so scared. Even the yeah. more even the more specified ones like Sony, this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm scared to be like posted on there and not get real feedback or, yeah. or no comments at all. Yeah. So like one of the big things I want to promise not to take over here is like <laughs> if you submit your stuff. Yeah at least two to three people will give you real feedback and And, we'll try to get to every single person. And that's huge. And I think that it's, it's just so community driven because you've also talked about, which was really cool would be like, eventually when this makes money, it would be great to put this back into the art for like the youth because it's in, there would be no way this would be a for-profit. This would be a nonprofit, nonprofit, which I love because I think it's so important for like the younger generation to learn about art. And because it's such a big part of our lives and because if there was a photography class, maybe in high school, that's easier access. And then also in middle school. Right. For me, if it was a video thing in middle school and I know it was in high school, but making that almost mandatory that you have to do some kind of art, use a camera, do something. Yeah. I wouldn't have wasted almost 10 years. Yeah figuring out what I really want to do. Well, and it's funny. It's you not say, wasting, but, but yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. And it's funny you say that actually, because like I grew up in a small town mm-hmm. where electives were not, there weren't a lot of elective classes. Yeah. I unfortunately didn't take and art is one of the first ones that's going to get cut. It's cut. Yeah. They didn't have anything like that in middle school In high school. They had like video production, yearbook and journalism, journalism and yearbook. I don't know why I didn't do them, but like I did video production and I think like you're saying, it would have been helpful if I knew that there's more than just those things and that it doesn't have to be so structured. And that's another thing I like about this just, project. It's I just a space. I would love a, a class where, honestly, I did have one class. It was an acting class, ironically enough. Um, <laughs> acting two. Oh, you made it past level one? Yeah, I did two classes. Wow. It's for a girlfriend at the time. Ah. Uh, and uh, But one of them was making a commercial. <laughs> Do you have this? This commercial? Yeah. Oh, it's great. I need to see it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm proud of it still. Really? Yeah. Um, Wait, I can tell you about it I feel it like after, a dick. But, um, 
But getting my hands on a camera and actually yeah. filming that, now looking back, I'm coming to this realization in real time is like that's definitely where my like yeah. where my like, oh, I would love to do video. How sick would it be if like nobody's projects could have like community events? Oh, that is a hundred percent so one of my ideas was a uh was a uh, farmer's market. Oh, yeah. See, but not only selling from our artists yeah. is like shops Shop. and also like um, like instructional, like almost like it's like a little college class. Yeah. And I think like, uh, see, and that's what I love is that nobody pro- nobody's project is so open ended in a good way because there's just so many avenues you can go. And it doesn't mean you ever have to get like siloed into one of those avenues. Like you can easily just like jump around and I feel like I'm ranting, but like, this is also coming to me real time. I don't know. I just love that. It's the basis is is helping people break from their maybe ruts or starting out or, and not knowing where to begin. Like this could be like a jumping off point and then giving back is like, that's always been something I wanted to do. And it's cool. Like I've been able to figure out ways to do that, but I think having people figure that out sooner is huge so uh my biggest thing with this project is typically through a project i have an idea i really like yeah and then you know you're really excited about it and then you get halfway through and maybe you like don't have the expertise to do it you don't have the yeah. experience to do it you start wavering a little bit this is one of the few projects that even though i don't have the expertise what i did is i went out and i got people who know what they're doing so yeah. designing a website kyle yeah. ross came doing the, some of the copy kyle yeah. gandy writing articles bradley doing them doing the sound and everything yeah. like that yeah and Instead of kind of wavering off because I don't quite know what I'm doing yet, mm-hmm. I got more and more excited. And also, you also get to learn about different avenues. Oh, yeah. Like, Selfishly, I, I get to learn and about everybody. So, it's and I'm great. I'm stoked about that because, like, we talked about this the other day is it would be a dream to do merch. And you're like, you're going to help me with screen printing. And I'm like, yeah. I've always wanted to do that. Oh, so, yeah. Like, screen printing's great. It's cool that even on our end, yeah. there's still ways for us to enjoy what we're doing and oh, have yeah. it be like the second we stop enjoying this the, yeah i don't want people involved you know what i mean like oh, yeah. if if we're getting obviously it's a different thing if it's you know people's jobs all that stuff yeah. but we're all doing this for free yeah and i i know that's not great with creatives but there's buy-in for it because of the message behind it yeah uh and i'm just really excited to see what people can do with it yeah I am and too. It's just going to grow and get better because, of course, the first podcast, like the first Hank and Bradley podcast, probably not as good as this one. <laughs> well, but, 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 but the whole thing about Nobody's Project is getting better. Yeah. From and each having thing. a spot to get better and not feel bad about being bad. Yeah. Because I feel bad when I like do a video for somebody and show them it's bad. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. want people to have that fear. I want somebody to be like, there are some good parts here. Let me help you do it this yeah, way. For sure. And that's probably the biggest thing for yeah, me. Yeah, that's. You had a great answer compared to mine, but... Well, I, I would hope so. I made the thing. <laughs> <I> made <laughs> great. Remember that yeah. point? You have to write it on the website. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, you do the copy. Are you listening? Um, all right. Uh, we'll get out of here. One last question yeah. I'd like to ask is, do you think that you'll uh, make it big? However you define that. Ooh. I would like to hope. <laughs> I have What hope. a non-committal answer. <laughs> because I also, like... That's such a hard, (laughs) that's a hard question. Like, would I like to make it? Yeah. Is there the opportunity to make it? (laughs) Yeah. Will I? I don't know. Where's your confidence at for for making it? Here is your 100%. You know you're going to make it. down here. It's like, I'm quitting tomorrow. Here. Right at like 55? Yeah. 60? I'd put, let's get generous, 65. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. What's your definition of making it though? Um, Ooh, God, you're asking all the tough questions now. Uh, I think if I'm able to help someone grow their craft, I think is making it like being able to be that person that they can rely on and I can see their progression and do that for multiple people. Nice. So it has nothing to do with me. It's more about how I... Mean, I it is. It's a little selfishly. Like, you, if you look introspectively, it's yeah. going to be, yeah, I'm helping other people, but that makes me feel good because I'm helping other people, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah, I think making it as being a source people can come to 
to help grow their art. Is that art. through, and we've talked about this as well, mm-hmm. is that through like having, running a YouTube channel where you teach people? Like I know YouTube yeah. is something that you, you know, have a, you know, big fandom of. Yeah. I Yeah. I've always thought about wanting to start a YouTube channel. Just never like th- thought I could. I still have doubts that I can. But I think doing it through YouTube, which then could evolve to like, forming obviously an online community that could then maybe I run my own business in like doing like counseling in terms of education, education in terms of photography. I don't know. That could be me making it as if I'm able to run my own company where I'm helping people or like running my own photo agency. But that would be hard because I wouldn't want to do the management side. I want to do the actual. Yeah, I want to do the production side of it. So. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of different avenues. Yeah. I, obviously, I don't know what I want. Because <laughs> earlier I talked about my dream being like. <laughs> Going on tour with a musician. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like doing lifestyle photography for like a sports <laughs> company. So like, obviously, I have many different avenues, but any one of those I think would be a sign. Keep of it open ended. You have yeah. one specific goal in mind and you don't hit it. You're disappointed. That, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. But that was fun. Yeah, it was. Good job. Thanks. Proud of us. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I should probably do, like, a more, like, thank you for being <laughs> and listening and watching this whole thing. Did you turn that back uh, on? No, no, it's still, I never oh. turned it off. <laughs> uh, if you want to find some of Molly's stuff, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she will have her Instagram, probably, yep. like, well, I'll probably use hers, her, her shot, her Instagram, we'll show it there on screen. Yep. Um, there will be a bunch of work on her page and article ring, all that good stuff, lots oh, of stuff. Oh, shoot, I forgot. There lots of, lots of more stuff. Lots more stuff. And then you'll also be able to ask her questions, all that good stuff, yeah. uh, which since she's one of the core members of the Nobody's Project, she'll be one of those people giving a lot of feedback and answering a lot of questions and giving me a lot more free labor. So thank you <laughs> for watching. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>